Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 31. If you've been keeping track at home, that's 270 episodes of football goodness. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are joined by our one of our favorite contributors. I can't say favorite because the other guy will get upset, but he really is our favorite. Guys, welcome to Cinch. Hey, you, you could say favorite. He doesn't listen. That's, you know, that's true. That's he listens point. to the episodes he's <laughs> that's on. That's a valid point. Hey guys, we are back the week of the draft. So much is going on. Um, but before we jump into all the craziness that's happened since we last spoke, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I have the beer that I've been holding on to to have on the podcast that you gave me. This is from Barleyhead Brewery in Mystic, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is the Obscurus, right? Did I say that right? Obscurus. Obscurus, yep. Obscurus, yep. yep. Uh, it's a, uh, stout with notes of chocolate and coffee. I already, I've had one before and I will say it is very good, but I'm going to pour it in a glass right now, but it's, excellent. it's an Go excellent, excellent stout. Sanch, are you drinking anything tonight? Oh yes. I've, got? I have a, a very funny brief story. Go for so it. I got together with friends the other night and I still had two cans of the unicorn farts after dark. Oh, you hate that beer that I want to get rid of. So I brought my two cans along with a couple other things. So I get to this get-together with people you know, and I say, hey, I got this beer. I got to open it up. I got everybody who's got to try it. I I pour it into, I don't know, four or five different little cups for friends and their wives to have a taste of. (laughs) And every single one of them said, nope, don't like that. (laughs) Wow. You know, you're not crazy. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I have another can to get rid of. Come on, guys! <laughs> somebody's somebody's got to take this. Take this so, off my hands. So it was about to get dumped, and Mario said, "Here, I'll, I'll." He just kind of pinched his nose and threw it down, and it was gone. So oh God, God bless tomorrow. <laughs> the funny thing was, I left the house with four cans of beer, saying, "All right, well, I'm gonna get rid of these cans of beer," and I came home with more beer than I had when I left. <laughs> Because Adam had gone to the brewery up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yes. So he brought back, and I am drinking this evening, Foraging for Clouds. Have, have anyone tried this before? No. Who makes it? Uh, Trogs. Did I say Trogs? that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. I know okay. of Trogs, but I haven't had this. So this is a double IPA, dry hopped... Uh, and on the can, it says they taste peach, passion fruit, and citrus. Ooh, I'm, I'm, sounds good. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to, I don't see the, uh, I don't see the strength. <laughs> you know what? I, I wasn't going to drink tonight, but now that hearing you got, I really want to go get a beer. Go for it, man. <laughs> I think, I think I am. Talk amongst yourselves briefly. I'll be back in like under a minute. Wow. Right. This is really good. And what do you like about it? Or is it just good <clears throat> beer? Does it taste like anything well, to you? It tastes good. Right. I definitely get... Right, here's the thing. It has a, a full, foamy beer taste. This isn't something that's like a sour that has that... I don't know how to describe it. Like that That when you drink it, it's, it's almost like iced tea, alcohol-flavored mm-hmm. kind of yep. thing. This tastes like beer. But I okay. definitely get the peach. You know, I don't know if I know what passion fruit tastes like. Um, fruit punch e kind of. Well, I don't get. I definitely get peach. Okay. It is. It is a very good beer. Passion fruit. It tastes like passion fruit. 
Thanks for jumping yeah. in there. <laughs> I don't know what that tastes like though. Yeah, honestly, passion fruit's kind of a unique, a new taste. And if you handed, if you put a piece of passion fruit in my hand, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you it was passion fruit. So I, I'm no expert on that stuff. I just grabbed a can of Road to Ruin out of the fridge because I didn't want to think about it. I was like, I'm, I'm in the middle of a podcast. It's a, it's a classic, man. It's, it's, classic. it's a classic. Which reminds me, the two of you need to make your way to Two Rows Brewing in Stratford, Connecticut. Hashtag sponsor us. They have released a new coffee stout. That I, I drank this and my first, so I, I sent Craig my review of it. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a dessert coffee stout. So my review of it was just one line at a time. Coffee, coffee, ooh, sweetness, coffee, coffee, holy coffee, ooh, stout. That was it. Well, that's good because that means it's not too sweet. Exactly. Just a tiny bit of sweetness, like right in the middle of the flavor pro- profile. Like, you know, when you put a good amount of sugar in your coffee, you taste that coffee up front, then you get that touch of sweetness and the coffee just kind of comes back, makes the flavor come back. That That's what it was like. And I, my, after I got over the fact that I was pretty sure I could see into the future, my <laughs> next thought was, Cinch and Craig would love this. It's called Afrogato, and it's made with a local um, a nice. local brewery's coffee. A local brewer's coffee, so. Nice. And that's actually a coffee drink, actually, I think. Maybe. Afrogato, it might yeah. be. I, I'm not cultured on these things. All I know is a stout. My <laughs> wife liked it. Um, you know, I, I immediately thought you guys would like it, and, and I'm drinking a road to ruin. Henry's Farm is also back on tap. I may have had a couple of those on Sunday. I'm not proud of it. Actually, I am, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, but yeah, Britt, this call, I next time I'm in Mystic, we're in Mystic. Um, I'll have to go there or get more of their beer. It's literally in a basement. <laughs> In downtown Mystic, away nice. from like the seaport and the museum and all that fun stuff, it like it took us five minutes to find the door because you have to that, go down like a rain stairwell. That was oh. going to be my question: Is there a sign? Is there a way to find it if you're in front of it? <laughs> if you're right in front of it, yes. Oh, and all right. So really, really quick before we get started. Um, that, that coffee drink, it's an Italian drink, coffee drink. And what they do is they take a scoop of vanilla gelato or ice cream and then pour hot espresso over it. You know what? Christy did say she got senses of, she got taste of vanilla. Yep. Christy did. She mentioned the vanilla. I bet you anything. I just didn't get the vanilla so much as I got the sweetness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm sitting here focused on the sweet. But yeah, I was also two beers in at that time too. So well, there's that. Yeah. And we sat at the bar, which, you know, I, in my younger days, sitting at the bar was not a big deal. Like, that's just what you did. But it was just her and I, and there was nobody there. The parking lot was packed, but it was because it was a baby shower. So oh. we come up the stairs, and this baby shower is hopping. We walk into the tap room, and there's like four people there. And I'm like, oh. there's 50 cars outside. And <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, it's the baby shower. And I'm like, how many people did they pack into the goddamn baby shower? <laughs> 50. But, so we sat, we sat at the bar, and the, pro- the reason I bring this up is... You never wait for another drink at the bar if it's not busy. That's true. Like That's I'd have true. still like about two ounces of my beer. People are like, you need another? Well, if you're offering, yeah, put it on the tab. <laughs> Let's go. Next thing you know, it's two hours later, and I'm like, you know it'd be great right now. Chicken nuggets. <laughs> so and you, and you I, ordered them. We did. We ordered carton catering. <laughs> so all right. Onto football because you're just going to go right after the elephant in the room. Aaron Rodgers 
is a jet. He is. And there's a ton to unpack with this, but let's just start straight up with general reactions. Cinch, let's start with you. General reaction to Aaron Rodgers being a Try jet. to be unbiased, Mr. Patriot fan. <laughs> no, I, I, I want him to be as, as free-flowing as he wants. I could be unbiased. I mean, we saw this coming for a while. It's not surprised that it happened. Right. And I've told you guys before, I think this makes the Jets a Super Bowl contender. It's not going to be easy. They won't be the favorite team. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at the AFC and you're saying, okay, who could make it to the Super Bowl? You have to say the Jets. They could. Do I? You have to. (laughs) Come on, give the Jet fans a break. No. Talk about talk about being out in the storm, uh, up the creek without a paddle, yeah, with no quarterback. <laughs> you know they've drafted nine quarterbacks since two thousand nine. Yep, yep. So I said they should never, ever, ever draft a quarterback again, ever, <laughs> ever until next year. <laughs> until next year. Until next year. Listen, since you and I are Met fans and we understand what suffering is, <laughs> okay. Hey, every you know year. What? Every year this team comes out here and makes us believe this is it. And hey, every it's, year it's it still April. Us. It's still April. That's right. We're good to go until like mid-June. And then... In most years. In most years. <laughs> and then once in a while, the Mets will like push us into September. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, we actually but could see, go... <laughs> here's the thing. You and I are different Met fans. That is true. Because you know what you know. I don't know that. Until the last out, I really think this is going to be their year. And I'm I'm not ridiculous about it. If they're down 18 games in September, I'm not thinking they're going to make a run. So wait, 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 wait. Did you just compare yourself to Cowboys fans being a Met fan? No, because Cowboy fans think they're going to win. (laughs) Every single year, regardless of who's on the team. I'm a fan who's watching every game saying, no, I think this team. And again, I wasn't saying this when they were a bad team. They're a good team. They're gonna. They're going to have a winning record, I think. Uh, now and and I don't go around bragging about my team because oh, I'm not because I'm not <laughs> stupid. And I just I I enjoy baseball more than any other sport. It was with me first. It'll be with me last. That's true. So that's where I am. And you want to talk about suffering? I'm old. Okay. So. Aside from the physical <laughs> suffering, that's not how where I was going. old is he? I, I'm still playing softball. Let me, I could tell you about suffering. I had one practice and I pulled something in my arm and I had to take like a week and a half off, but that's not <laughs> where I was going. I'm so old that we could talk football and we could talk me being a Patriot fan and we could talk about me being a long suffering Patriot mm-hmm. because I that's was right. there. I was there back for the one win seasons. For the True. three win seasons. Yep. Yep. So mm-hmm. I know suffering. I know that sense of, oh, there's there's no chance we're going to win today. There's just <laughs> there's no scenario. If the, the other team shows up and they have uniforms, they're going to beat us. <laughs> I, I get it. Now, yeah. I'm done. Now I'm going to drink my beer. I'll be no, I, I I hear you. But what I'm, what I'm saying is this team has disappointed so many times. It reminds me of being a Met fan where there's been so many years where we thought this was going to be a really solid year and then something happens or they go on massive losing streaks or they completely collapse in September. I feel like the Jets are the football equivalent of the New York Mets. I mean, it does. Their names do rhyme. 
And and by the way, that blew the mind of our one Jet fan friend in common. I actually found an article that said that when the Jets rebranded to the Jets from the Titans, they actually thought it would be cool if the names rhymed because they were both the quote-unquote quote second team in the <laughs> New York market. And he was like, the Jets are not named for the Mets. No, no, that's bullshit. No. I'm like, here's the article. Here's the historian. Oh, by the way, here's the guy who worked for the Jets at the time who says it. <laughs> and he was just like, no, no, this is bullshit. No, we are not named for the Mets. No, we're not. Okay. Dude, you go ahead and live in your fantasy world. Here, I'll hand you a MAGA hat. Make it official. But just, I, I don't think this moves the needle enough. And that's where I'm gonna. So I, I want to get to Craig really quick. What's your What's your first knee jerk reaction? And then I have a follow up for each of you. I've got a bunch of follow ups on you guys. I'm just my I'm knee jerk just, just reaction. My knee jerk reaction is because of their defense and the addition of Aaron Rodgers that they are likely going to win the the AFC East. Even with Buffalo there, I like I after the last two seasons of Buffalo, like I don't know who they are anymore. Like I really, I really don't. They've won the division three straight years. They have, but like you saw, like Stefan last year, like Stefan Diggs, they kept arguing with the what's his face, their quarterback that my mind just blanked on. Um, um, Mumbly Joe, what's his name? Quarterback? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I'm blanking. Josh Allen. Wow. Thank you. Jesus. Listen, folks. Listen, folks. It's the off season. All right. It's the beer. It's it's the beer. Can I jump in? Sure. No. Wait. Wait for Craig. Finish your thought, and then since jumps in. I just don't know who Buffalo is anymore, and I think they're starting to doubt themselves. And I don't. I don't. With Aaron Rodgers there, I don't see them having an easy time winning the division. Fair enough. Since what do you got? I think. I, I think you can't understate how weak the AFC East was last year. And the last three years, you're talking about since Brady left, a Patriot team that that is just they're rudderless. They're they're not serious competition for the Bills. You've got okay. the Dolphins with Tua and poor Tua. I don't even want to make jokes. The, the Tua and the concussion problem. So they were playing their second and sometimes third string quarterback. And the Jets had the worst quarterback in the league for the last couple of years. So the Bills, I'm not taking anything away from them, but when you look at the Jets' defense, you look at the Jets' offensive players, the only thing they were missing was a quarterback. And now that they have the quarterback, I think they're going to be better. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, because I don't know. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But Buffalo, and the way Buffalo went out of the playoffs last year, I, I think they're at a turning point. If they don't change a little and do something different, I think you're going to see Buffalo drop down from being a team that wins 14 or 13 games a season to a team that wins 11 or 10 games a season. And, you know, I think the thing that's going to be the Jets' downfall, I don't think Robert Sala is a good coach. Mm-hmm. He, he hasn't really showed anything yet. I just think when it comes right down to it, there's going to be that key play in the game the key plays in the game that you're going to hear Sunday night and Monday morning, everyone talking about what were they doing here? Why didn't they do that? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of where I want to go with this. So I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I don't think the jets are a super bowl team here. 
I think I'm going to disagree with Cinch in that I think the AFC East is a lot more competitive than most people think. The Patriots not being a huge part of that, but making strides to become something like that. If Tua, if, if Tua, and it's a huge if, it's a monumental if, if Tua stays unconcussed, Miami is for real. Buffalo may be on the way down, but they're still a 10-win team on the way down. And let's just remember, bad coaches with exceptional rosters do amazing things. And I say this all the time on this podcast. Barry Switzer has a Super Bowl ring. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Barry Switzer had a 62% win rate as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys from what he inherited from Jimmy Johnson. Oh, well, Jimmy Johnson only won 55% of his games. He won one game the first year. Does no one remember that? That's how they got to where they were. They were bad for a long time. He made them good, and then Barry Switzer wrote it. So I'm not convinced the Jets are going to be great, which leads me to my next question for you guys. The line over under on wins for the Jets this season immediately shot up to nine and a half. When Rodgers was trade with Trey was confirmed. 30 seconds. Are you taking the over or the under on nine and a half and why? Let's start with Craig. Uh I'm gonna take the over because of their defense and the division they're in. And well, because Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Cinch? Man, that was just a little too quick. I'm trying to look <laughs> something up here. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Um, I will take the over because with the worst quarterback in the league and probably the worst situation in the quarterback room in the league last year, the Jets won seven. So that's true. I'm pretty confident Aaron Rodgers is worth three wins. Yeah, but they won seven of their first 10. They won seven. They won seven with a guy who was throwing the ball, throwing the ball so poorly to no one. (laughs) He was the second overall pick. And now you couldn't trade him for a bag of beans. Oh, oh, we're going to get to Zach Wilson. Don't worry. He's on the list. <laughs> you know, Zach Wilson is like, he, he's like the, he's like a shooter in a school shooting. I don't want to say. I lost cinch. Here I am. <laughs> there you Sorry. are. Here I am. He, he's, he's like that shooter that you don't want to give his name attention. You know, he's just the, the quarter, the, the, the person who was the quarterback for the Jets last season. That's his official name now. Okay, so I'm going to take the under, and here's why. Because I want everyone listening to this podcast, including the two of you, to go out and put money on the over. Because last year, I spent about 35 minutes explaining to you with passion and statistics why the Philadelphia Eagles would never get to nine wins. And I feel just as confident right now that the Jets will win about six games. I, I hear the seven. I hear the seven win thing. My issue is those seven wins came in the first ten games, and then they went zero and eight. So I, I agree. Robert Sala is not an amazing coach, and it's not like handing the stuff to Barry Switzer like I, I made that analogy. I really think the Jets are a six win team, and here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers, his first year in Green Bay as the starter, 6-10. and 10. Aaron Rodgers has never had a winning record 
as the starter in his first year as a starter. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> never. It's never happened. He's only had one season as a first-time starter, but that's that's irregardless. Hey, can I let, let me Please. jump in with this? Go for it. So I have the Jets opponents. Now you don't have the schedule of when. Oh, we do the this. Jets opponents. Let's run through it quickly. Everybody okay. count wins in your heads. Keep, okay. you keep them to yourself till we're done. Okay. Go for it. All right. So they are home to the Washington team. Okay. At Cleveland. Oh wait. Hold on. Uh, uh, showing oh, me preseason. The, well, the, what are we the, doing? Who cares about the preseason? Yeah, no preseason. Skip to week one. Fast one, forward. Two, three, four, five, six. There you go. Start at five. <laughs> I don't know. We lost it. Hold on. I've got it, but it's showing me for the second game preseason. What the, who, what the hell is that? All right, here it is. I've got it. Different okay. Site. All right. Shame on them. That's all <laughs> I could say. Okay, go ahead. Okay. The home... The home games. You've got yeah, the, it's fine. The Bills, the Dolphins, the right, Patriots. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down so I can process. Okay. The Bills. Bills at the Jets. The Dolphins at the Jets. Yep. The Patriots at the Jets. Okay. Chiefs at the Jets. Chargers at the Jets. Eagles at the Jets. Commanders at the Jets. Texans at the Jets. And Falcons at the Jets. Falcons went seven and ten. I, I don't remember that. Okay, the away games. Here's the day, so it's fun. The Jets will play obviously at the Bills, at the Dolphins, and at the Patriots. They will also play at the Broncos. They'll go to Vegas to play the Raiders. They'll play the Cowboys, and I'm going to go ahead and predict that'll be the Thanksgiving game. <laughs> they will play on the road against the Giants at home. And finally, they will play in Cleveland. All right. So, how many wins do each of you have? Uh, let's see. Three, I'm going seven. Four. Seven wins on that, that list I just heard. Seven Twelve. wins. Twelve. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Since how many wins you got? You don't have to say who. Just give me a number. Well, hold on, because I, I was reading it off, so... Mm -hmm. I give them probably 14, 13, 14. Wow. All right. So I, I'm, I'm the lone detractor here, and that's that's fine. That's fine. I want to segue into something that Cinch brought up, which was Zach Wilson. The uh, Jets GM, whose name has fallen off my screen, Joe Douglas, thinks that this is a, quote, great thing, end quote, for Zach Wilson. And hopes that Aaron Rodgers can mentor Zach Wilson into a starter for the future, much in the way he set up Jordan Love. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this one first, really quickly, by saying Aaron Rodgers did nothing for Jordan Love. He basically said to him, "Rookie, go get me a sandwich for three years," and we expect him to have a different tact in New York. I don't see it, Cinch. Do you see this as a good thing for Zach Wilson? The fact that that man still has a job in the league is a good thing for him. His his NFL career as a starter is over. Ooh, so okay. it's it's a good thing that he has a guy who, knock on wood, I guess, for Jet fans, Aaron Rodgers never gets hurt. And when he's injured, he plays through it. So, yeah, that's a good thing for him. What else mm -hmm. is the GM going to say? I mean, he's... 
he's saying it's a good thing for the team that we won't have to see that guy behind the center during a game that matters. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up because on NFL radio this morning, Solomon Wilcox was like, don't be shocked if the Packers select a quarterback in the mid to late rounds this year because you need to have the guy and you need to have the guy who could come in if the guy gets hurt. And, and, and Zach Wilson has now become the guy who can come in if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. So that's an a- absolutely accurate point. Craig, is this a good thing for Zach Wilson? I think the only good thing is that he's he already met Aaron Rodgers before in like a camp kind of thing. So they already sort of know each other. So he's got that going for him. Mm-hmm. Is he going to mentor him into starting to be a starting quarterback who can throw the ball consistently? I don't no <laughs> listen so. i met terry leach at a, a camp once in the 80s it didn't make me a better sidearm pitcher i'm just gonna say it <laughs> i loved terry leach he was what the nicest guy he was. he was such a great pitcher <laughs> and he was the nicest guy like seriously i was at a training camp for like it was one of those things like that rc cola sponsored so it was a whole bunch of like sponsor brats so they each had like five minutes with us and i just decided listen when i get up there i'm gonna throw sidearm nobody else was throwing sidearm so I get up there and I whipped it out sidearm and he stopped me, put his hand on my shoulder and went, I like it. And then moved on. <laughs> and I was like, he never seen it. He did not touch a single other kid at this freaking camp. He stopped me because I went sidearm. By the way, I threw a perfect strike at about 12 miles an hour, but <laughs> nice. It, it was 12. I, I'd never thrown sidearm before. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, Oh my God, he caught it. He was like, nice job. I was like, Oh, okay. Thank you. You're Terry Leach. Awesome. One Terry of my personal Leach. favorite. Terry Leach went 11 and 1 for the Mets in 1987. Oh my God. And he won like his first eight starts. I remember yeah. that. 322 ERA. And back in those days, the newspaper would just rank people based on wins. So for like three quarters of the season, according to the newspaper, the best pitcher in the National League was Terry Leach because he had the best win percentage. And it was bizarre. Now, now it's like all these metrics oh, it's win percentage and whip and all that. Now, back then, it was how many wins you got. And Terry Leach had eight. And people were like, oh, my God, Terry Leach is the top pitcher in the NL. Look at that. Fuck that shit. Anyway, all right, Terry Leach, there's your deep reference for the night. All right, so continuing with the Aaron Rodgers episode. (laughs) Not, there are people around the league thrilled that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Among them is Bradley Chubb, who described the opportunity to play him twice a year as, I'm excited. Should teams in the AFC East, we just had to spend a long time on, on the AFC's other teams. Should the AFC East's other teams be looking at this as making the Jets making such a major move that they're concerned? Let's go to Cinch. Yes, they should be concerned because, like we said before, the Jets could very well win the division. See, and I just don't see it. Bradley Chubb has, I mean, what are you going to say? He's He's... One of these athletes that, I mean, his job is to run headfirst as fast as he can into another really big guy who's running headfirst at him as fast as he can. So when it True. comes to his intelligent opinions, I'll look elsewhere. <laughs> wow, Craig. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, honestly, I think they should be kind of concerned because for the longest time ever, and I understand this being being a Bengals fan, like the Jets were like the pushover in the AFC East, and mm-hmm. I don't think they are anymore. So you guys I, are giving them a lot more credit than I will. 
It's just, you know what? Their defense was so good last year. And like Singe said, they were missing a quarterback. Because, listen, Zach Wilson cost them, like, four games. Like, per, he personally cost them four games for his atrocious I, playing. I can't argue with that. So, Aaron Rodgers, like Singe said before, is worth three or four wins just by himself. So. Okay. So, yeah. Now, Brett, we what, do you, what do you think, Brett? About what? Which part of this? Because <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I, I've just been kind of hurting cats tonight because that's the kind of mood I'm in, but that's okay. And I have two really great, great, great uh, experts on the phone tonight, so why would I have to have an opinion? All right, so just... here's my here's my question then. Yeah, go for so it. So the the Chiefs are defending champions, and yes, don't everyone everyone is still going to think the Chiefs are going to be there in the end, as well as the Bengals, and most everyone says the Bills will be there too. Okay. So my question to you is, if you had to pick a fourth team, because there will be two games in the AFC playoffs, I named three teams, who would you pick as the fourth team that you think will be there? Oh, I think personally that team's coming out of the woodwork. I, I really do. I think I think every year we see a team that no one expects to do good to actually come out of the woodwork, which is what everybody – and again – Everybody's riding the Jets right now, which is why I'm kind of like, oh, no, I've, I've seen this story before. I don't know about this. But, like, if I'm looking around the league in my head, it could be Miami. It could be San Diego. It could be Baltimore. I've got your answer, and you haven't named it yet. Go for it. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jags. That's what could I was going to say. That's a great one. That's <laughs> a great they've one. Got, they've got Calvin Ridley added on to what they had last year. Plus, they will have whatever they draft. And we really need to hit on this whole gambling on the NFL suspension thing. That's fine. Let's go there next because I'm done talking about Aaron Rodgers. I've already talked more about Aaron Rodgers than I wanted to all all season in the last 30 minutes. So, since I'll be honest. I heard about the suspensions. I saw the releases. I haven't followed that closely. Cinch, why don't you fill us in on exactly what happened in Detroit? Okay, well, I don't have the players' names handy because I, I just don't. Um, so here's the thing you had, I believe it was six players. One is a Washington commander and the other guys are all Detroit lions players, right? There are, I believe three or four of them were suspended six games mm -hmm. because they made a bet on either DraftKings or FanDuel while they were in the facility, not on football, but mm -hmm. they were in the facility so that means you get a six-game suspension. And the other guys, they had placed a bet on football. So that's why these other guys that were involved are suspended for a year. Mm -hmm. Or, well, you know, they say indefinitely. Indefinitely, yeah. Indefinitely, but that's got to be a year. The precedent was set. You know, if the NFL is going to be partnered with FanDuel and DraftKings and they're going to advertise in the stadium – during the game, on the mm -hmm. boards, all over the stadium. And mm -hmm. they're going to advertise on TV, on the radio, constantly. And, and some stadiums have lounges you can bet in. Yes. Absolutely. You, I, I just, you know, I think it's ridiculous. It comes, I, down to, it comes down to the integrity of the game, which is what Solomon Wilcox was talking about. I listened to a lot of NFL, uh, NFL channel in the morning this week. And Solomon Wilcox was like, integrity in the game is the only thing that keeps sports betting viable and like you just pointed out 
the NFL has a vested financial interest in keeping sports betting viable because companies are pouring cash into it. Um, the problem is the moment you have anything that makes it look like you are not playing a game and you're actually using a predetermined outcome, your league is going to die. Does anybody else remember when there was that one NBA referee who was uh, talking yeah. about yeah. point shaving? He, he was wrote like a about book. a decade ago. No, yeah, he wrote more years than that. <laughs> well, it's been it's been a long time, right? For a little while, every game that followed that that was close on and had a, a call or a non-call, people were like, "Oh boy, here we go again." The NFL is absolutely worried about that intention, about that that appearance, I should say. They're absolutely worried about the NBA absolutely rebounded and recovered because it was isolated to one guy. But there's a difference between three guys in a basketball court and an entire NFL officiating crew. And if it ever happened to come out that three officials on a crew were concerned, had a vested interest in the outcome of say Buffalo versus Minnesota, then it would be a massive scandal for the league. So I understand why they're taking it so seriously, but Cinch's point is still valid. You take it so seriously, but you still allow it to promote you. It's all about money again for the NFL. It just, it drives me nuts, but it really is. Craig, what do you think? No, it it definitely is is I think the problem the NFL has that we bring up we bring up a lot on this podcast is the NFL has selective morality. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh so it's really hard to say they're trying to make, you know, keep the integrity of the game when there's so many ref questions <laughs> constantly. Um yeah, but we I have think them now. I mean, what, exactly. if, what if there was? What if we thought those refs were gambling on the games, kind of thing? I think that's where he was right. coming from when he made that comment. Right. So, like, and I know that I know that we had the discussion. Our thread and the source was he was saying how they want to protect the integrity game, but look how many. And he was, you know, and I mentioned how the referees miss or call or calls or whatever. And he said, you know, he mentioned that the refs would have to like. There's too much work involved, but for a referee, mm-hmm. not really. All you have to do is make one call or not one call, and you change the entire game. And you do it early enough, nobody thinks about it. Exactly. So, so, But Cinch's point is valid, too. At the same time, at what point do we sit there and say, okay, it's overkill? What you guys are doing is overkill. I mean, Quintess Cephas got released in this whole thing. So, And, and you know what? Look, they, they probably ended that guy's career. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's not signed anywhere. Maybe he could pick up with a USFL team or or the or XFL. I I just think that make it so they can't bet football. Mm-hmm. Make it so they can't bet their team. Maybe they could still bet NFL, but just not their team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. To to me, it just seems. <laughs> I, I don't. Much. It just seems ridiculous. <laughs> what what are we doing? Yeah. I I get it. I get the integrity. I mean, but you they... know what? You can't be. You can't speak about how much integrity you have and then say DraftKings and FanDuel and mm-hmm. the pregame show is nothing but who do you like Stats. today? Who's going <laughs> to score the most? Our, our DFS lineup for the day. It's on every single pregame show. Yep. Yeah. So y- you can't do all of that and then say, oh my God, this guy was playing a, with a DFS lineup in, in this league. We got to ban him for a year at least. And oh my God, he he's going to have to get on hands and knees and beg the commissioner to come back in the league. And, you know, on top of that, one of the things Samuel Wilcox said is, and this is a conversation Craig and I had all the way back in episode one, 
which is if we're drawing that line and saying the integrity of the game is at risk based on performance and in relation to gambling sites, what about fantasy football? And Craig, you'll remember six years ago, we opened this podcast by saying we are never going to debate whether or not fantasy football constitutes gambling. It's not somewhere yep. we're going to go. You can have your opinion. This is what we look at. And, and we still aren't debating it here, but the question continues to come up. Football players talk all the time about their goddamn fantasy teams. They do. All the time. But And there's money involved there, too. You're taking this hard line on somebody who bet a basketball game, but you're not taking a hard line when he's got an, he's got a player on his, on his team or on the opposition who could, who could influence whether or not he wins a big money league. I mean, freaking fantasy football world championships is tens of thousands of dollars. Now, if you're making a million dollars plus in the NFL, that's not really exactly big thing, but there's still money on the line here. So why why are we allowing one form of, of what people consider gambling and disallowing another? It's a it's a viable question that the league just has not addressed. No, and I don't I don't think they will. I mean, they just last season or this coming season they just made you know uh, marijuana legal. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't think the NFL is going to change. I think they're just going to you know they're just going to suspend people. Ignore the problem until everybody else does. That's pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, at least they're good at it. (laughs) Ignore the problem until Will Smith makes a movie about it. It's essentially what what the NFL does. All right, guys, we're running out of time, but there's one more topic I really want to hit, and that is the fifth-year options literally within hours of each other for Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson were exercised. Literally within hours, the Bengals said, we're keeping Burrow, and the Vikings said, we're keeping Jefferson. My question to each of you, which one is the bigger no-brainer? Cinch, bigger no-brainer, keeping Burrow or keeping Jefferson? Keeping Burrow. If you have a quarterback, that's all that matters. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. And besides that, when it comes time to pay Burrow, that's when I really, Cincinnati has to pay him. And they have oh, to yeah. make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league because he'll be the next guy up, and that's how it goes. Until and Cincinnati does it, I don't believe it. But I'm ent- sure, I know they're going to, but I don't believe it. The entire Kansas City front office is just going to look across the field and laugh and be like, that was us like four years ago. Good luck. <laughs> and then like four contracts came out bigger than Patrick Mahomes. Is it Patrick Mahomes? Like, that's all right. My wife is beautiful. I got two kids, and I make a million dollars off of Heinz ketchup commercials. It's fucking fine. <laughs> Craig, bigger. And I think that obviously the I mean, answer is going to be you're, you're you're biased, but it's bigger, yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be Burrow. And I don't want to say receivers are. I don't want to say they're expendable, but they're they're more common than quarterbacks. Put it that way. I so. kind of agree. Kind of agree. All right. Final thoughts. Who wants to go first? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Frank, <laughs> you're up. Uh, well final thoughts. Machine. Final thoughts. Um, yeah, I know we haven't been here in a couple weeks, but you know it's still the off season. It's okay. Relax. The draft is going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here. May's. We probably won't be here a week or two in May, but it's fine. Then all of a sudden it'll be June. We'll be here with Sean's 15 different magazines telling you who who to look at. So it's okay. That's it. 
Cinch. Wait, you're not going to be? I'm here all the time. Where are you guys going? Oh, we're going to Cape May. In, oh, yeah. in May. I, I guess is... I'm guess I'm busy that day since no well, one We're going to bring you back some good beer. You just need to tell us what style you'd like us to bring back because Cape May makes everything. It's kind of like the two roads of New Jersey. Well, you know what I like. He likes so, beer. Right. That tastes like beer. Here, tastes like beer. So here's my question. Last year was A.J. Brown, the big trade, the guy that, I mean, there was rumors maybe, but no one really saw him going and he got traded draft day. Who's the guy this year that no one really sees this guy being traded and he gets traded draft day? Who, who do you got? Joe Ray Burrow. Wow. Wait. Oh. <laughs> wow. And Craig Perks. Wow. <laughs> traded to the Jets to back up Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. That means... and in an unexpected swap, Joe Burrow swapped for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Um, and then Craig and I just basically reenact that stupid Spider-Man meme where we're just pointing at each other. <laughs> um, no. I think I, I'll say this because I, I think I, you're right. There's always a player that moves during the draft that you're like, huh, I can't believe they actually moved that guy. I'm going to say this. I, I, I can't predict who. I think it's going to be in the running back position. I'm just saying, I, I sense last year, like you're right, it was A.J. Brown moved. And there was a lot of wide receivers. I feel like there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of fluctuation at uh, running back. I, I've been hearing, I, I, and I haven't seen anything concrete. Again, it's the offseason. Have we seen anything on Derrick Henry's status? A lot of rumors. The rumors to the Eagles. but it, it, Don't be shocked if you see a, a couple of trades that happen where you know there people are shuffling running backs. I just got a feeling it's going to be a. I can't say who. I, Derek Henry's a possibility. Miles Sanders is a possibility. I, I just feel like we're going to see some shuffling of running backs. Yeah, Greg, what do you? Think? Um, I, I was actually going to go with a running back. I think personally, I will not be shocked if the Chargers move Austin Eckler, so they can. Ah, that's a good up. one too. I didn't think of that when I said it, but because he already he already time. announced that he wanted to be traded. The Chargers are drafting at 21. They can move up several spots if they trade him, I think. The only problem with that is got to trade him and then give him a stupid big contract. So who's going to want to give up? You know, I'll give, the, I'll give you the 11th overall pick in the draft, and then I'll put $25 million a season into this guy. I, I just don't see it happening. You're, those are two really great guesses. You're both wrong. The correct oh, okay. answer... Brandon Ayuk is going to be traded from the 49ers. That's Ooh. my guess. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Whoever's, whoever's right wins a beer. A absolutely. All right. You're absolutely. here. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So for my final thought, the draft obviously starts tomorrow. We record it. We're recording this on the April 26, 2023. The draft starts tomorrow night. I just want to remind folks, the most important pick of the draft does not happen until the last day. Pick number 259 is a compensatory pick to the Houston Texans. It is the 42nd pick of the last round, Mr. Irrelevant. Because don't forget, Brock Purdy was a Mr. Irrelevant. And now he's probably starting for the goddamn 49ers. So don't ever sleep on the late rounds of the draft. There's always value in the late rounds of the draft. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at, at picks number 249 and 250. Those are both Chiefs back-to-back -back picks. I fully expect a kicker and an offensive lineman, neither of which will make the team. 
but enjoy the draft. Our work begins after the draft. Every year, because where I work, people know we do this podcast. Every year, people are like, are you going to do an episode on the draft? No. Our work <laughs> begins after the draft. They unfreeze Mel Kuyper every year from his cryogenic sleep <laughs> to do what's going to happen at the draft. Our job begins after the draft. Like, like Craig said, you know, before you know it, Sean will have every magazine that is still printed. Don't be shocked if you're sitting there watching the TV and see that a man got arrested at a newsstand because there were no more formal magazines on paper for fantasy football. <laughs> and note that it is Sean. He loves his magazines. Um, but the, our work is going to be beginning soon. And in the meantime, I'm going to go to Cape May and enjoy some beer. Because I found like three breweries down there already I want to hit. <laughs> well, we're going Since to one they, day, the day we get there, so. Absolutely. Since they have a brewery that's on a farm, and the farm is run by a nonprofit organization, so they had to get special permission from the state of New Jersey to run a nonprofit brewery. <laughs> that's impressive. That's great. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward I'll, to it. I could have taken that day off. I'm just saying. We're going for like a week. Yeah, Come down. I could have taken all those days off. Take them off now. You still can. Craig will shoot you the dates. I don't even know no, the dates. No, I just know. No, wait, I'm, one morning I'm no going to wake up and I'm, I'm You're inviting myself, now. and that's rude. <laughs> no, it's not. Not in this podcast. <laughs> not this podcast, we invite ourselves to everything. Which reminds me, speaking that you talked about at this top of this podcast, that you got together with some folks for unicorn farts. I, I didn't see an invite for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it now it's awkward. Hoggerburger. <laughs> What's that? That wasn't my house. It wasn't my party. Don't don't you dare uh. tell me it's the source's house. No. Okay, good, because he's my freaking brother. If he didn't invite me, I'd be really pissed off. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be sad and funny at the same time. <laughs> the source had a party. Everybody was there. Where were you? I, I wasn't freaking invited. What the fuck is this shit? So, oh, all right. Well, you know what you don't have to worry about being invited to do, because I invite you every week to do it, is to leave us a review. Whatever podcast directory you found us on, leave us a review. It always helps. And like we just said, the real work is about to begin. Now's a great time to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments. You can reach us via email by writing to fignutsdfs at gmail.com. You can reach out on Twitter. I'm not even sure anyone still watches our Twitter. But hey, why not? Maybe we will. At fignutsdfs on Twitter. Twitter's still a thing? For now, yeah. Do we, Technically. Do, do we have a blue check mark or uh, did we pay for no, that? No, we, we didn't pay for that. No, I mean, unless okay, you want to okay. pay for it. No, no <laughs> not particularly. I'd rather use it $8 on DFS, honestly. That's fair. So, you can also find us on Facebook at the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us, especially Cinch. Thank you, sir. on, delaying his steak dinner to be here. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. I'm here every week. In spirit, if not in voice. And sometimes I both. I'm here talking. It's just I'm not on the microphone. Yeah. I can only <laughs> imagine what it's like on Thursdays in his house when he's sitting on his couch and all of a sudden his wife just goes, oh, my God, that's so stupid. Like, <laughs> who you talk to? I'm listening to the podcast. Don't listen to me. So, <laughs> so until next – until and like Craig said, we will be doing intermittent podcasts during the offseason, and so we may or may not be back next week. We are kind of playing with our schedule until the real work begins. But until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And I'm Cinch. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and hi, Deb.
Welcome to Cinch and a Truck. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson and why NFL teams don't really want to win. How can you say we're in it to win it if you're the Tennessee Titans and you're dragging out the corpse of Ryan Tannehill? Or the Washington What's-Their-Names? They signed Jacoby Brissett. He's going to lead them to something. How about the Dolphins? They've got a pretty good team. Things could happen. Hopefully, Tua will know that it happened, and he was there, and he was part of it. Meanwhile, you have Lamar Jackson, a former MVP of the league, just sitting there, begging teams to come get him. You've got the Jets losing their mind trying to trade for a 40-year-old quarterback. 26-year-old Lamar Jackson is right there. Somebody go get him. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Elmer's Glue. It's not just a snack, it's a meal. I hope to see you next time.